views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show, to Transformation Talk Radio, to TransformationRadio.fm, and to a whole bunch of other places you're listening to us from, whether it's Spreaker, iHeart, iTunes. I'm not even sure of all the places, but I want to thank you all for tuning in and turning us on. It's really an honor. And I want to thank you guys that emailed us yesterday uh, about the show with Guy Finley. And by the way, for those of you that did, we have forwarded your email comments to him. Um, You know, one of the things that I'll say up front to everybody, Benny, and you know this, but first let's say hi to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hey there, Pat. How are you doing? Happy Cinco de Mayo. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like waiting for some Cinco de Mayo food, but I'm not going to be getting any today. Why not? I'm without a car. I'm I'm (laughs) stranded in New Jersey. They can't deliver without a car. Come on! I know, I know. Linda is off to a very special event for her niece who's graduating, and uh, who I have to tell you, graduating. The child is graduating. And, you know, we say that, and why would we say something like that? Because, you know, there have been uh, those of us that have gone down the path, and we have been, what is the word, shall I use, less than the traditional type students, less than the traditional type, and, and I don't mean less than, meaning in what we think about ourselves, but I'm saying we're just not cut out from the same cookie sheet, Right? that some other people have been cut out of. Now, maybe that term less than is what our society uses. I will tell you we're not less than. There may be some ways we approach life and approach study and approach the world that might seem a little different. But as I like to say, there are some of us that are just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up with us. And today's show is all about that. But before I jump into that, Benny, I got to ask you a question. I know you don't watch The Voice, but do you have any predictions? Uh, I honestly, you're, you're, if uh, no, I don't. I have no idea who's who's in, on the show this year. Yeah, I feel bad because I only lo- I only watched it last year. Was it the year before with Michael Wassman, and he was a big Seattle fan, which yeah. I loved. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, I have not been following. My apologies. Well, we have a Seattle woman uh, singing her heart out, oh, but good. I think it's going to be interesting tonight. Awesome. It's going to be an interesting show. I mean, it's actually hard to boot somebody off that sings Amazing Grace. That is going to be, that would be a shocker in the world that we live in. I don't know. Um, Uh, Jamie Foxx's rendition of the National Anthem, I believe, uh, 
for the Manny Pacquiao fight and Mayweather fight this last Saturday. I don't know what he was doing, but it was not good. I know. And that's one of it. That's a traditional song. How could you mess that up? But he did. Oh, I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of like there are some things that we've learned in our lives that we stay close to and some things that, you know, we pass on for other people to do. And that's what I love about singing. I know that is not in my wheelhouse. And for those of you that have ever heard me sing along to Happy Birthday on this air, you know, on the air in the 12, 13 years doing this or anything else, you will say, oh, we totally agree with you on that, Pat. Uh you know, here here's here's a question for today's show for all of you. And Benny's got Benny's got a couple of boys there. But here's the question for for everyone in the show today. What do we think is happening in the world to in and happening with our children? You know, what why is it that we now have categories where we, with children that we put them in? You know, what is it about Perhaps these youngsters that are now adults, many of many many of us are adults now, but you know where we have had some kind of label or category or something associated with us, you know that had us think about ourselves uh, in terms of being, as I said before, less than. And so today, I am so thrilled. Susan McCrossin is joining us joining us on the show today. And the reason Susan is here is because she is the author of a phenomenal, phenomenal book. I love this, Benny. Are you ready? Breaking the Learning Barrier, Eradicating ADD, ADHD, and Dyslexia, and probably a whole bunch of other things that give that give many of us the category of learning different. But what is it about Susan and her passion? What did she learn in treating various learning difficulties? I like that term. Um, And, you know, I, I grew up with kind of a stigma that at first I was called a little slow. Then there was going to be a question mark around my IQ. Then there was the category of, oh, she just doesn't pay attention. Then there's the category of she doesn't test well, and I can go on and on and on with the categories, but the bottom line is that how does this have to do with anything in the way we can successfully live our lives? Well, thanks to the work of my very special guest today, we get to have a revolutionary conversation because we're far beyond the criticism of people that may have these learning differences, especially when it comes to how many of them we see in the celebrity world that are over-the-top successful. But beyond all of that, we need to change our language and we need to change our perception um, because in the long run, it's all about helping each other and the children. Susan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm sure you heard a few of these terms that I just threw out there. Uh, You know, everything from a little slow, a little unfocused, can't really, doesn't really test well, um, doesn't really put a sentence together like everybody else. Have you heard a few of those in in Uh, in your day? I had the uh, the Susan would do much better if she tried harder comment throughout my reports. Oh, me too. <laughs> Not realizing oh, I, I was trying one. as hard as I could to get a B. 
Oh, my gosh. And then they sat me for the IQ test, and I rank in the top 3%, mental level even. That right. totally confused them, so I must be just yeah. lazy. Thank you for that, right? <laughs> right. I, right? You know, thank you for that. I, I so mean, being because... told if you work hard, you'll get there was not my experience. Where, where, what, what is it do you think has caused the disconnect? And I know there are a lot of reasons, but I don't want to throw any more out there because you are really live and breathe in this world. And there really are reasons where we have such a huge gap, right? Yes. A just phenomenal yes. gap yes. between people that are talented and the labels we put on them for not being talented. Yes, yes. Well, I, one of the things I've observed over the years is that the people who look at brain fun- function are typically neurologists and neuroscientists, and they're looking at damage in the brain. So they're scanning, seeing if you've got a tumor somewhere or something abnormal in the brain. The people who look at the education system and planet often have a psychology degree and are teachers. They learn nothing about the brain because I have both a psychology degree and a neuroscience degree, and I would say in my psychology degree, I, I learned enough about the brain to maybe fill the back of a postage stamp. And so they come out with these theories, which end up getting debunked, and they, are, they don't understand the different mechanisms. They don't understand that there's two sides to the brain that learn differently, and some people have good access to one and not the other, or partial access to both, or the connection between the two is not working as it should, they don't understand that. And I think, when I take my car to a mechanic who doesn't understand how an engine works, I don't think so, right? right. And you've got these people determining, and every now and then you'll get a teacher who's got some good common sense and adjusts themselves or adjusts the, the teaching modality for some of the kids in the class. But typically, everybody's expected to learn in exactly the same way, follow exactly the same format, and not annoy the teacher. Yeah, and let's mention this, take exactly the same tests. And take exactly the same Exactly the same tests, yes. yeah. That, that one's always a corker for me. And the, um, I think the, the obvious child that needs help is the one where you talk to them and they're obviously bright, and then somehow they go into the education system and they're not doing well. Then, you know, assuming that they don't have dramatic home problems or, you know, that mm-hmm. they have, some, you know, have a home, uh, then that's a classic learning difficulty kit, and that's just an access problem. Well, and, you know, part of this, too, is, you know, how quickly we go to judgment. And I love that phrase now. Quickly to, quickly we go to judgment. What do I even mean by that? Quickly we go to judgment when we start to see our children, um, how should I say it, uh, seem to be a little different than the other kids. And we go to judgment that they are less than. And I used that term earlier because that's really the story you know, that we carry around. That's for some reason you're less than, by the way, oh, you're less than, you know, okay, you didn't get a high score. Okay, GRE scores. Okay, this and that, less than. So somehow we've taken in our language and our culture different to mean less than. Isn't that kind of the numero uno stigma that we're facing with kids today or is there something else? Yes, well, and, you know, you go to a specialist and they tell you, they give the child a label. Right? And this <laughs> right. is the problem, and uh, this is, you know, maybe what you could do about it, or uh, I don't know. Well, I think one of the probably the, the cruelest things that I hear, because it's not uncommon to have a child mm-hmm. who's very good at sports, but not good in the classroom. Right. And then the cruel thing is to penalize them and say, okay, well, you can't play the sport if you don't do well in the classroom. Right. As, as if it's some conscious decision that they're just doing it to annoy the teacher. 
then you take away the one thing that they can feel good about themselves for, right? And you just yeah. destroy the self-esteem. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? I could think of right now off the top of my head, but I won't rattle them off. We're going to go to a break. I could think about, you know, 10 to 15 athletes that fit exactly in that category oh, that today yes. are slap happy going to the bank here in the cha-ching on that thing they do really well. Yes. <laughs> and there's some pretty famous people that had a history of oh. learning problems, like um, oh. Richard Branson, Branson has started Virgin Airlines, Charles Schwab. <laughs> started uh, Schwab Investments and uh, the man that started Kinko's, I can't remember his name, but there's a lot of people. It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. No, it absolutely doesn't mean that. And, you know, when we're thinking about our lives, we have to think about what, what have been, uh, let's just say this, you know, the way that this has worked, I believe, in the past has been that, you know, we, we have this bullseye and that's called our kids. And then we take this dart and we throw it and we see what's going to stick. <laughs> And whatever sticks, we call it a solution. But when we come back, you know, Susan's going to talk with this fabulous book. We're going to give a couple of copies of it away. Breaking the Learning Barrier, Eradicating ADD, ADHD, and Dyslexia. And for those of you out there that have a question for us, please feel free to give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, you know, Susan's going to talk about, oh, what did she discover on the way to not labeling kids? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Breathe out. Breathe in. American oxygen. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. month listen to live more radio with co-host ali katz join ali and dr pat as ali introduces new ways to bring balance back to your life through meditation sleep and exercise techniques so you can live your truly authentic life stress less live more to learn more about ali visit a-t-o-z-e-n meditation.com 
leader as a way of life. Reclaim leadership over your domain with Ascended Master Moses. Meditation workshop led by Wendy R. Wolf and Lynn Brown. Friday, January 30th at the Key Center Building in Bellevue. Live out your unique and significant role in this lifetime for the betterment of your soul as well as the universe as a whole. Come practice opening to your inner voice. Be the difference only you can make in your world. To register, go to HealGrowShine.com or email Wendy at WendyRWolf.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. For those of you out there, I'd love to give a copy of the book away, you know, Breaking the Learning Barrier and Eradicating ADD, ADHD, and Dyslexia, and honestly, much more than that. You know, what, um, what, you know, what Susan put together here, um, it really is, and you're going to hear all about it. You're going to hear what she discovered. You're going to hear how we can look at a world that is medicine-free, you can even believe that um and we can and we're going to talk about motivation self-motivation other motivations you know but what have we learned from the kinesiologists out in the world what have we learned about quote you ready muscle testing you know what an ancient technique now that we're bringing forward but besides you know these applied technologies you know, Susan has discovered that there is a solution which honors the kids, honors ourselves, and honors a future that we are destined to have. Susan, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for writing this book. Let's talk for a minute about Revolutionary, what you discovered, and how it was born. Okay, so... um Let's see. So I basically, having a learning difficulty of any kind is means that there's a lack of access to all the parts of the brain. So they're there, but they're not being accessed. And so in the process of doing this, of course, I discovered that I had a learning problem. I was never diagnosed at school, just told I was lazy and should try harder. And it turns out that, like if you do a scan on the brain, you're looking at either blood flow or electrical activity. And what happens with people with learning problems is they're not accessing both sides particularly or the two sides are not connected. So when we're born, we're born with the creative, emotional, intuitive side that's called the gestalt. And at about two, the logical side of our brain should start to come online and that understands consequences, uh, concepts of time, that's a linear concept. So your ability to keep um, your attention over time it's, and the connection between the two sides is important as well, a structure called the corpus callosum. And in English particularly, English is a visual language because, as I always say, it started with the, Ga- the Gaelic and then Romans, Normans, Psych- uh, Vikings, 
came through Britain, raping and pillaging their way through. At one stage, uh, London was 50% uh, French because the Huguenots got kicked out of France. So it's a mixed language that's come from many other languages. So in order to be a good speller, you need to visualize in your mind's eye what the word looks like. Now, the logical side of the brain makes an image of the word, and then it's transferred across the corpus callosum to the gestalt side to be stored and then retrieved from the gestalt side and put back into the image. So someone who's not doing that, when they you're reading with them and they learn a word and they sound out the letters and say it, it'll be five words later that the word's repeated and they don't remember it because they're not able to store the image. So every time they see it, it's a new word. And the other thing that particularly highlights a learning difficulty is reading. Because when we read, the, the words on squiggles on the page are interpreted by the gestalt side of the brain and then logic gives comprehension. So there's a lot of people who can read, but they don't comprehend well. And if they're comprehending hardly at all or at a slower rate than the rate that you can read, then you're not retaining what you read, and you tend not to. And in adults, that's the people who have a stack of books next to the bed, they know they should read, but don't actually get around to it because it's kind of boring because they can take information in faster than that. So it's a matter of access. So they're the two reasons that people really come to see me. And the spelling problem is also highlighted with memorizing the mathematics times tables because it's the same part of the brain that memorizes that table about, you know, these random... <laughs> to me, it was like some sort of weird random number generation. My father was a mathematician and used to drill me going to school every morning, and finally I learned to calculate them very quickly in my head after two years, and he thought that I knew them, but I actually never had them memorized. Right. So, yes, it's just a matter of access, really. Right. And, you know, this is really sort of a, you know, let's point to, you know, kind of a misconception if we could. And and, and I'm going to say some harsh words because this is really the language that is being used out there. You know, I think we have really sugarcoated the issue for a really long time around ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning difficulties. And I think that the reason that we're sugarcoating it is because we have really step back to realize how much damage has been done to some of these young people growing up. And I'm not even talking about drugs. And what do I mean by that? Well, imagine yourself growing up in a family where you are different, right? Right, Susan? You are different. Mm -hmm. And your family looks at you and, you know, maybe you have a sibling, a brother, a sister, and they excel at everything. Whatever they do is good. They clean their room. Hello? You don't (laughs) clean your room. And now you're either stupid and lazy, and that is something that stays with you. And so we're not just talking about something going on in the brain, but now we're talking about a socioeconomic condition that results from the labels we put and the characterizations. You know, haven't you discovered that as well? I mean, ha- being, being a little bit different in terms of learning is one thing, but feeling less than... You know, doesn't that come from societal imposition? Yes, yes. You start practicing avoidance behaviors, right? <laughs> right. And then and, you, and you, get, you get punished and you get angry, you know, and yeah. you do more avoidance behaviors. And somehow they seem to think that if they just punish you enough, you'll get it somehow. But you end up very angry and uh, going and doing something else amusing with your, you know, with your brain. So often the learning difficulty clown child becomes the class clown or becomes very quiet or is uh, doing all sorts of other creative things around the classroom or setting fires to lockers 
as some of the kids that I've seen. Or little little bits of paper in the middle of a pen, you know, you take the pen out and spit those around the room and bug everybody because you're bored and you're creative. So you'll come up with all sorts of ideas. Well, and then doesn't that even get further complicated from a psychological point of view? Because, my gosh, you know, how many times does it take to be either accused of something or accused of not doing something till you get to the point where you finally just lie about everything? <laughs> right. Or I might as well do it, you know, be that way because they think I am anyway. You know? Oh, not well, you, you up, have just, you know? yeah, I mean, and, and somewhere along the way, what you've discovered is, wait a minute. There's a level of understanding and there's a level of, there's a level of tools, techniques that we can apply so yes. that all of us understand absolutely what is happening in a situation, but then more importantly, what can be done about it. We're going to take a short break, Susan, when we come back, I would love for you to share what this technique is, this beautiful, beautiful integration, brain integration technique we're going to talk about here, why it's revolutionary and what it means for all of us in the understanding and acceleration of those folks that may be labeled learning different. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. to Prescience Life Radio with host Mia Simone. Mia is devoted to sharing her extensive knowledge on the invisible worlds of energy. Join Mia and discover the science of intuition and connect with your greatest gift. Start living in your potential today and every day by opening up to the power of inner knowledge. To learn more about Mia, visit presciencelife.com. Tune in to the hit show Marketing Masters with Connie Fife. Mondays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Each week, Connie will bring you the best of the best thought leaders from around the world to share marketing strategies and best practices. Get fired up to grow your business with the queen of marketing. To contact Connie, visit ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-letter-B, intuit. 
My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Everybody, welcome back. So great to have you join us here. TransformationTalkRadio.com, TransformationRadio.fm, and the DrPatShow.com. Thank you. I am so thrilled to have my very special guest join me here today for a lot of reasons. Susan, before we jump into it, um, I would love for you to let folks know, first of all, how they can get a copy of the book, but also let's give them your website. I want to make sure we mention it a couple times during the show. Okay, it's uh, Crossonology. It's actually my surname um, with ology on the end, but and the Mac taken off. So it's C R O S S I N O L O G Y dot com, and they can purchase a book on the web on that uh, website. Awesome. Um, one of the things that comes up in talking about this technique, and I want to just start right there at it, is uh, what we what you're referring to as brain integration technique, brain mm-hmm. integration technique, for, you know, known as, for short, BIT. Um, and I wanted you to talk about what that means to folks, because I think it's a really good place for us to start in the understanding of what's really happening here. Right. Yes, yes. it's just a lack of access to various parts of the brain that are required to learn properly, correctly. And so someone Mm -hmm. who's ADD, ADHD, they have access to the creative side of their brain, the side we're born with, and low access or maybe no access to logic. So they have difficulty understanding consequences. They have difficulty keeping their attention over time. Uh... They have difficulty learning to spell. Maybe their reading reading comprehension is a problem. They could have difficulties with math. Sometimes you can compensate around, and there might be some way. I was able to compensate enough that I wasn't identified as a learning disability. But mm-hmm. um, but I certainly I just had the lazy reports <laughs> all the time. And then uh, someone really so ADD ADHD is in that category. And then boys tend to be more in the HD area because. They're more active than girls, naturally, and their brains are designed that way to be more active. And so it's harder for them to sit still in class, and then it's perfectly obvious to the teacher that they're a nuisance, you know. Whereas if you're a girl with the problem and you just sit quietly and, you know, daydream, they can't right. tell, right? They're not noticing. And then the, the sort of the rarer one, is, which is what I was, was high logic and low gestalt. So I was basically cut down 
shut down emotionally and uh you know didn't didn't have contact with my emotions at all my father got sent away when i was quite young and um just for work and then came back and so i had sort of abandonment issues and things but uh that's more of the dyslexic thing people think that dyslexia is reversing letters and numbers but mm-hmm. it's not really that it's just more logic access and low gestalt and you need both sides to be active at the same time in order to learn well was it your own personal story that really led you on this path? Because I, I don't think it's any mistake that, you know, we kind of are made up of what we're made up, and, you know, it's up to us to do something with it, right? Yeah. Well, I would describe it as, I'd like to say that it was a plan, but I sort of bumbled my way in, and it wasn't until I was working. I, I decided, I, I used to be a systems analyst programmer for big mainframe computers, mainframes and minis. Yeah. So I did that for a long time. I'm not going to add all the years up, or you'll work out how ancient I am. <laughs> But uh, so then I decided I wanted to do something more humanitarian in nature, and I went to Arizona from Australia and studied a type of kinesiology that had the model you can make a permanent change, and they didn't have to keep coming back to you to do the same thing again and again. So I start doing backs and muscular things and getting rid of allergies and some of the basic kinesiology things, and then using some of the existing exercise-based uh, educational kinesiology, different things like that. And then I was working on these kids and it wasn't really working and started integrated some of this permanent change material from Arizona and then developing more and had a child psychologist sending us learning difficulty kids and assessing them before and after and they were quadrupling and five times in their scores. And I'm watching these kids and thinking, that's what I do, right? Yeah. And then my partner, who was a gifted learner, I finally got around to saying, well, how do you do this? And he said, well, I just see there's an image in the head and I add it together or I see the word or I'm like, you've got images in your head? It's a black hole inside my head. I didn't see anything. (laughs) So we started working on each other. And then bingo, one day, and uh, I just started. In fact, I I looked up an address in the phone book. I was going to take something for repair the next day. And the next day came, and uh, I picked up the phone book and realized I could see the address in my mind's eye. That was my first notice that something was different. I went, oh, my gosh, I used to keep post-it in business, and now I can actually retain that, right? So that's how, how it all started. So, yes, yes, as you know, you teach what you most need to learn. So I had no idea that I had a learning problem, but it was gra- gratifying to know right. that it was really just a wiring issue that you need to be able to just like going into the house and the lights don't go on you might look at the the circuit breakers the switches the bulbs you know and then get them on and that's what we do you know what i gotta show you a little funny story well it's funny to me um (laughs) I, i have your book and I'm reading your book because I love to read everybody's book. And, and so I get the book. So I stuck the page. I'm going to tell you what page it is. Page 32. I stuck this book in front of my friend. And I said, take a look at this. What do you think of this? And honestly, I did not expect this answer because I was really thinking about, you know, our niece. Right. Right. So I, I put the book in front and I'm like, you know, what do you think about these two pictures here? So for those of you out there, I'm going to tell you what's on page 32. I'm looking at on page 32 of Susan's book. OK, you know, there's a picture and it's called logical functions. And we've been talking about that. Then there's another picture and it's called Gestalt functions. So all of a sudden, my friend says to me, are you ready? She says, OMG, that's you. <laughs> and I said, what's me? She said, this is you. Look at this. She said, you are definitely big picture. Uh, She said, as long as I've known you for 100 years, you're a daydreamer. 
Um, you understand all the music notes. You can you, you understand every word to every song. You can sing the lyrics to every song. Uh, most of the time, people think you're on another planet, and you actually see things, symbols, images that nobody else can see, but you can never tell us what they are. So at staff meetings, she's like, when we ask you what something is, you can't tell us what it is. You, you know, you have this big idea and everybody wants to know how to implement. And I thought, wow, that is so fascinating. I just got a selfie done of me from showing her your book. <laughs> but this is what we're talking. I, did, I didn't really think about myself that way. But I guess to the outside world, people that you know, have some of this going on clearly look like this to the outside world, but it's really not that uh, evident to us, is it, Susan? Yes, that's right. That's right. You have no idea because, you know, this is the only head and brain that I remember having, you know, so you only know it from your own perspective. I know. I can't tell you how many times Benny may, may have said to me over the years we've been together, uh, could I have a little notice on when you want me to play that song about that idea you have that you just told me about 30 seconds ago? And for the <laughs> life of me, I'm thinking to myself, why can't I do a better job at that? And I have to tell you, it is a work harder situation. I do try to work harder. But please talk about whether or not folks that really have this going on, whether or not working harder is really going to work for them. Yes, it, it, that lack of access, you know, as you get to adulthood, you learn how to compensate around right. it, but you're putting a yep. lot more energy in. And I tell you, the kids with learning difficulties are exhausted at the end <laughs> of a school day, and then they're expected to do homework, which the teacher thinks is going to take a half an hour or an hour. It takes them three or four hours. It's cruel. It's not fair. In fact, studies have shown that re redoing the same thing you did during the day for homework has no significant change. doesn't do anything. But uh, so I tell parents, you know, make sure they understand the concepts, you know, if it's a math thing, and then help them to get through it because it's, you do not want them to be doing three or four hours of that after a full day of school. They need to have a break time. And they know with learning things that actually busyness does not make you learn better. If you learn something, then you need to be quiet for a while to actually kind of integrate it into the brain. And people have their greatest epiphanies when they're under the shower or there's some place where they're relaxing. Right? It's a very common story. So you just can't be busy all the time. It's not reasonable and the brain doesn't work well that way. Well, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're, that we're really, really need to talk about today is how this is turned from hope into a solution. And I, I think, uh, you know, what I'd like to do is skip the next break because there has to be a solution to this conversation. There has to be a way to take, you know, folks that are having such an extraordinarily difficult time. First of all, I, I think it's common that people say, you just don't understand me. You know, just don't understand yeah. me. How many times must have you said that, that right there, Susan, right? <laughs> and it's true. They don't. <laughs> you just don't get me. You don't get me, Mom. You don't get me. Well, you're right. <laughs> but isn't this in order for, um, it's not just about the folks that have ADD and HD. Isn't this for the population at large to really yes, understand yes. and honor this? Yes, yes, it's my vision. It's actually why I moved to, to, to the United States, to make a difference. Because you give people the ability to learn easily. They don't get streamed into the only thing they can pass, right? You open up a whole vista of options for them. 
they can go on and do something they love and be happy. And I think that's the secret of happiness in life is to do something that you love. I got to the stage in the computer industry where I was dragging myself out of bed every day and I was like, I'd get to the client or whatever. I'm like, you want the system or don't you? Because I don't actually care. (laughs) Stop stringing me along. But now when I see the change and I have some child, little boy come back and look me straight in the eyes and say he just got 10 out of 10 for a spelling test for the first time in his life and how good he feels about himself, that's what it's all about. Um, When we get that kind of results, people say it must be magic, it must be a miracle. And by the way, you can't really produce consistent results. You know, after all, you know, look at what's going on here with my child. I've known my child all my life. And the only thing that's actually helped them has been, you know, one form of a drug or another. So I would love for you to address the issue of to drug or not to drug. Yes, it's interesting. The magical miracle is uh, really just means they don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to learn to understand and understand to make a judgment. I mean, you know. A few centuries ago, they would probably would have thought I was a witch. So, um, but basically, I'm using muscle testing because the muscles are controlled by the subconscious mind. So, I'm sitting here talking to you now. I've got six to eight hundred muscles in various states of contraction. I don't have to think about that because that's automatic until they go wrong, of course. Then you have to think about it. But so that link into the subconscious enables me using a quite sophisticated method to ask direct questions of the person's subconscious to find out what's connected and what isn't. And there's about 80 different processes that we look at. And so from their visual system to their auditory and how they process what they hear to the brainstem, which filters material before it ever gets into the conscious mind. And so using the muscle testing and then using the meridian system, which is from the Chinese system, where this point, they run, the, the meridian system runs on the outside of the body, and it turns out there's plenty of Asian research that shows it tells the physical body what to do. So if I make a change in the meridian system on the outside of the body to a specific thing I want to address in internal to the, to the body, whether it's the brain or whether it's the back or whatever, uh, it'll make a change, and it'll change it permanently because you're actually changing the energy body back to the way it was designed to be in the first place, but some disruption happened and caused this, uh, you know, caused the disconnect or the lack of connection going on between the energy body and the physical body. You know, let's talk about patients for a minute. And I'm not talking about patients in a hospital. I'm talking about the patients that one really does need to have in A, understanding this, and in B, knowing what to do next. Because, I mean, I I just talked to you about the picture on page uh, 32 in your book. And, you know, for those of you that want a visual of this, let's just talk about this for a minute. If we could talk about how behaviors uh, show up when we're working with children, you know, that are in these, you know, in one or the other of these, these categories, right? Right. So patients... And why do I say patience? I mean, some of this is more obvious than others. But let's take an idea about music recognition and melody. Let's just start with that. Now, you would think at some level we would like all of our children to be in that arena where music recognition and melody is in their wheelhouse, right? Right. No, not (laughs) if your child cannot take their headphones off or put their iPod down, right? Right. Um, And so, you know, here we have a scenario where if you're me, 
I would probably wear my headphones and be all about the music. I could tell you every melody. I could name people that wrote songs 100 years ago, right? Right. But it's a way for me. And by the way, I can listen to music, watch television, and write a thesis paper. Um, But the people around you don't really quite understand that. How do you explain this aspect of someone to a parent. Now, I only gave you one, but basically my friend looked at that picture on page 30, 32, and she said, oh, you have all of these. So I don't even know where I go with that. You're special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of kids that do do that, um, and the Gestalt dominant kids are the ones. So it's kind of like they've got the mu- the music going in the background, which helps them to focus because it takes out all the other distractions because they're not able to see. So, it's, you know, the name is wrong for a start. Attention deficit is not yeah. was really what's going on. They're attending to everything and they right. can't discern out or isolate out the thing that they want to attend to. So playing the music enables to them to do that. But I would, I personally, if I had headphones on or something talking to me at the same time, I would find that distracting. So I would, I prefer a silent room. But, you know, it, it, we're different and it depends on how our brains process and what I've learned, you know, and I was originally logic dominant, so right. it wasn't helpful for me. And it's right. interesting when they do studies of people listening to music. So the gestalt, for people who are not trained in music, uh, the, the gestalt brain is active. And for people who are trained musicians, the logic is at, uh, active as well because they're actually analyzing the music and noticing what instruments are now playing and what's happening and they're analyzing it in a way because they understand it better and in a different way uh, than someone who just listens to music and likes the tune. Well, and you know, let's talk about the integration of this and let's talk about what we can expect because, uh, you know, I think all of us have gotten to grow and evolve and somehow along the way we learned how to integrate some things, right? Right, right. Um, And what you're good at and what you can do. Exactly. You know, if someone said to me, how did you know that, uh, you know, getting behind, how how did you know that what you're doing today was going to be your life purpose? And I have to tell you, you know, this is not something I plan. I'm like you. I'm a bumbler. (laughs) I bumbled into this. (laughs) You know, I'm a great bumbler. And I bumbled into this. But the minute I got behind a mic, it was like breathing for me. Um, how do we how do we talk with parents, folks that are listening to this, that may have well, let's just use the language more severe situations. For example, avoidance. You know, what is it our children avoid? I was out forty eight days in my last year of high school, so you can't even talk to me about what that even looks like. Okay, but how do we do this now? How do we help parents understand this so that they can have a picture that is put together that will show um, a result of success for their kids? Well, the easiest thing to do would be to find a practitioner and get the brain mm-hmm. integrated. That would be the, yeah. the, the easiest thing to do. But you certainly want to accent, uh, accent the positive, you know, and reward the positive and what they are good at. And if you can find some compensating way to get around what they're not good at, uh, just to get them through the system until they're um, out of the system and can do something they love. I think it's very interesting. The school expects us to be a generalist and good at everything. And you know, right. you get these reports, oh, he's no good in math and he's not this and that. 
And then as soon as we're adults, we become a specialist. And you hear lots of adults say, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. And nobody thinks twice about it. But at school, you've got to do everything because the education system is trying to prepare you for any type of education that might come later so that you have a general grounding. But if you're bad at it at school, you're probably not going to study it later, right? I yeah. did meet one person when I first came to America who we went to, we went to lunch. I was working in the same office with him. And we went to lunch and he said to me, um, oh, you work out the tip, will you? You know, I can't do that. I said, you've got a... I think he had a master's or a PhD in mathematics. <laughs> like, how can you have a degree in math and not be able to work out the tip? And he goes, oh, it's the simple math I have trouble with, the more complex I'm fine. And I said, how did you get through the system to get to university? He said, I don't know, but I managed somehow. <laughs> so, yes, we know. We just end up doing what we're good at, and that's the ideal situation that you do end up in a job that... Uh, that you really love and people often ask me well how come there is so much ADD, ADHD, dyslexia we didn't used to have it when I was a kid you know or there wasn't that many when I was a child and I say to people well typically we're actually moving people off the farms and into the cities and in the old days and even today you know if you work well with your hands the ADD person is going to do something with their hands they do something creative, work on the farm, uh, maybe become a mechanic but everything's getting more and more technical and now they have to get more and more degrees. Even to become a firefighter, you've got to get degrees. So, you know, it's, they're making it harder for those. And those guys and women that are just naturally sort of got a lot of common sense, they're good with their hands, they're the yeah. first in to help. Uh, yeah. You can't, they don't test them for that stuff. And that's what yeah. you really want in those jobs. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting, you know, you kind of look at the direction that folks go in in their lives you mm -hmm. know uh, for example art therapy art therapy is a very fast growing field yep. um, and where you know you watch the people that are going into that arena mm -hmm. you know the you know the people that can relate can see things you know right. can stare at a painting for an hour and be completely amused <laughs> right or express themselves through their painting exactly because or photography they can't put the words to it you know mm -hmm. I know. Uh, you know, wh when let's talk about this if we could for a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned that people can work with a practitioner and um I think it would be great for you to put um uh to give out your website again because I believe you do have practitioners right there on the website for people then they can take a look at that as well, couldn't they? Yes, exactly. It's uh, crossonology, so www.crossin O-L-O-G-Y dot com. And yes, they can find a practitioner. And going to a practitioner means, you know, they're going to come in, you, you, they get a short assessment done in about 15 minutes, then uh, you're going to be lying on a massage table, Most many people fall asleep, right? And you're going to have gentle touch done. Uh, there'll be muscle testing with you to find out where to go, and then the, the, all the corrections are done from the head. And it's just very gentle, relaxing pressure. Most adults uh, fall asleep, and many hyperactive children fall asleep, which is kind of shocking to the parents. But it really only happens the first time. <laughs> because it's kind of like you've been hanging by your fingernails all your life, and when you start taking the uh, compensations out and taking the stress out, the brain goes, thank you. And it's next thing to sleep, because it's, they've been operating under a lot of stress. Well, you know, one of the last questions I want to ask you is this, and it, kids grow up, 
you know, you and I are here and we're adults now. Um, can what we've talked about today, can people that are looking at practitioners, you know, you know, can folks that are now adults seek the kind of help that children are being offered in this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say almost without fail. So a parent brings the child, or maybe both parents bring the child. I start explaining what's going on. One of them starts rolling their eyeballs around, <laughs> down usually, and spesses up that they have exactly the same problem. And so we do the parent afterwards. And it changes them. It changes them in their job, makes them much more efficient. They're much happier. They're less tired. Um, you know, the relationships go better because they're not reactive. Because if you're based out of your emotions, you can be very reactive and you can't control it when you get angry. Wow. And that is also part of what happens, too. We didn't talk about that. But, you know, also, you know, there are aspects of this that happen with children and adults as well that are of the emotional nature. Yes, yes. Oh, it can be very depressing. Very depressing. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for today's show. I have one last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And thank you for all of the work that you're doing. And folks, please go ahead and look for a practitioner in your area. Definitely get a copy of the book. I'd say my personal message is to do what you're good at. That brings happiness. Oh, I, I second that 100 million percent. <laughs> uh, please, one more time, your website again. Crossonology.com, C-R-O-S-S-I-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com. I love it. Thank you so much for all that you do. Benny, thank you for a great show. Thanks for all of you out there for tuning us in and turning us on. If you've missed any part of this, go to the drpatshow.com or transformationradio.fm. We'll see you next time. Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. 
Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. month, listen to Live More Radio with co-host Allie Katz. Join Allie and Dr. Pat as Allie introduces new ways to bring balance back to your life through meditation, sleep, and exercise techniques so you can live your truly authentic life. Stress less. Live more. To learn more about Allie, visit atozenmeditation.com. as a way of life. Reclaim leadership over your domain with Ascended Master Moses. Meditation workshop led by Wendy R. Wolf and Lynn Brown Friday, January 30th at the Key Center Building in Bellevue. Live out your unique and significant role in this lifetime for the betterment of your soul as well as the universe as a whole. Come practice opening to your inner voice. Be the difference only you can make in your world. To register, go to HealGrowShine.com or email Wendy at WendyRWolf.com Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com.